<laughs> she's leeching. She's leeching. She's bloodletting me. That's right now. so funny. Today on the Geek Out Podcast, Xbox on your Nintendo? Like, yeah, no, like, almost, but no. Giant monsters go for a jog. The boys are releasing another spinoff, and Ted is coming back in a prequel series. And someone's going to come to my house to drag me to see Beetlejuice 2 real soon, apparently, evidently. Nerdy is the new sexy. Let's go to Big it's the Zones Geek Out, the podcast. It's the Zones Geek Out podcast. This is episode 268. We record this on Tuesday? Yes, in the evening of Tuesday, December 5th, 2023. I'm Webmeister Bud. I host Bud's Weekly Geek Out Wednesdays this week with Jason and Brian in the Morning Zone. Oh, Art. Hello, R.I.P. Brian. It's too bad. Yeah. I kind of wish he was here because... He was the source of a nice laugh for me when I was overseas these past two weeks. Oh, go on. I'm taxiing in, I don't know where I was, Korea. And I'm, you know, <laughs> settling in for an eight-hour plane ride. Oh, boy. And I got the Geek Out podcast on. And nice. I don't know. Paul's about to make some stupid joke about something. And Brian <laughs> goes, oh, I could just see Art right now grinding his teeth somewhere in Thailand. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. You know me way too well. So thank you for that moment. I can't remember the context of it, but. It was good. So how was the actual trip? How how was your trip? You've been gone for a couple of weeks. You went to Thailand. You've been threatening to go to Thailand for years now, and you actually went and did it. You did your White Lotus Season 3. Yeah. <laughs> White Lotus. I wanted to do my Agamemnon speech there. Couldn't find it. You know, the crows, right? Good day for the crows. Couldn't find it. No, sorry. <laughs> oh, no. I have no oh, idea what boy. any of those references were. <laughs> Uh, Remember well, Good Day for the Crows? You brought it up like multiple times. Yeah, and I said I was going to go to season three of The White Lotus, the the production of the show for season three. And then in the yes, back, yes, yes. Brian joked that there was going to be some idiot back there going, it's a good day for the crows. And that would have been me. <laughs> so that's the context of that story. Okay, good. <laughs> wow. Uh, Hi, it's Paul from the future, the producer of this podcast episode. I know that I have a little bit of a rep for long preambles, but I would just like to point out that at this point, from this point on, Art talks about his vacation to Thailand for an additional 23 minutes, almost uninterrupted. And while it is thrilling stuff... If you would like to jump ahead to Bud's Weekly Geek Out, you can do that by scrubbing through to the about the 25-minute uh, mark of this episode, or you can use the handy cue points in your podcast app. Wow, gosh, thanks so much for listening. Back to Thailand, though. So, how much time do we have? <laughs> oh, my God. So, I think... An hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, but that's for the whole podcast art. I think you know I had a I had a real moment of um, patri- patriotic moment. I had a real patriotic moment. Okay, but it's not in the context that you would think. So if you don't know, I'm from Thailand, born in Songkla. Uh, I moved out of there when I was three, adopted, um, moved to Canada. I'm now I'm full fledged Canadian, and you know I'm fully entrenched in the Canadian ways. Mm-hmm. And you know Canada, we're we're patriotic about things like hockey. 
here, right? <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, you know, we have to dominate at hockey. Uh-huh. It doesn't matter if we're good at anything else. We just have to be good at hockey, right? <laughs> mm-hmm, yes. But I was never that guy, even though I was such a big hockey fan. I was never like, oh, I love it that Team Canada destroyed Team Uganda 800 to nothing. Like, people in Canada would celebrate that, and I would not. I'd be like, that's ridiculous. You know, I want to watch good hockey. I don't, I don't care that Canada is so much better. Okay. And I, didn't, I was not into that patriotism. Anyways, and this is, gonna, this is a bit of a 180. I'm in Thailand, and this is partly my fault. I went to a, quite a few areas that were, I would say, tourist-infected. Like, these areas are for tourists. Everything in these areas are set up for Western tourists. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's because they're some of the nicest places in Thailand, mm-hmm. which I think is unfortunate. And, you know, it's mm-hmm. been a while since I've been to Thailand. It's been over 10 years. And in the past, I've been able to go to some of these places, and I've been able to find little slices of Thai culture. And, you know, I I truly... Just little slices? Well, you know, in some of these places, yeah, just little slices in Thailand. And, uh, you know, a big, a big part of the, you know, the domestic industry in Thailand is tourism. It's massive. Mm-hmm. It just is. People come from all parts of the world to come to Thailand and beach vacation and all that But what that you're saying is the tourists are ruining the homeland. Yeah. Uh, that is huh. kind of what I was saying. And, you know, it got to be a little bit much for me while I was there, especially in Koh Samui, a little island in South uh, Thailand uh, on, the, on the western side. Uh, that's not the Vietnamese, the Andaman seaside. And it's just, it was, it was the whole island was set up for tourists. And it just, and it was too much. And it not like the good, like, I swear, there's these huge signs at every single restaurant. Western food available here. And I was like, I don't come here for Western food. Wait, the Westerners shouldn't be coming for Western food. Why Why are they advertising that? Yeah, so this is, and this is not like tourists from Canada. This is like a, a certain tourist, type of tourist that, um, that, come to, that come to Thailand for the nice beaches, whatever, the, the, the red light district, whatever, the, the different tourists. It's, it's, they don't come to Thailand for the culture. They come there for the sun, mm-hmm. the, the, you know, like oh. the, that, that type of tourist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wait, so they're advertising Western food, so it's like you're just here for the nice weather eat a taste of home so you yeah. don't have to deal with our icky culture? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel like that speaks to <laughs> oh a, probably a lot God. of that type of tourism over there is you get uh, Americans. I bet there's a lot of Australians over there as well probably. So New Zealand, whatever. But like just people who come over there, like you say, for, for one reason or another, or another, they probably get a, a Thai meal or two yeah. and then are like, boy, I sure am missing the French fries of home. Oh, yeah. oh West, that's icky. I, mean? I know. I feel that way too. I, I understand what you're come, saying. Come here for a Western-style breakfast. I'm like, I don't want a Western-style breakfast. But <laughs> who are we really critiquing here? Is this is that the fault of the tourists themselves? It's easy to blame tourists. I, I do it as well when I'm traveling. Or is that 
you know, the purveyors of the fine restaurants and establishments there who are trying to make a buck by catering to these, you know, flimsy tastes of these lousy tourists. But it's also it's like, supply and demand, I would think. You're right. right. You're right. Well, it is supply and demand. You're right. Yeah. It is supply and demand. But it's also like, what? these are the worst type of tourists that we're catering to. Why can't we to, uh, cater to other tourists who want to have the Thai culture a little bit more? They're getting it. I feel like there are still Thai places and there are good tourists who go and search out the good Thai food and right like th- th- that's there that's there I think those are just people trying to differentiate yeah. but I hear you I-, I also totally get it like it's the same here in Canada I'm sure I've told this story before as well but like when I visited Lake Louise I had no idea that the place would be swarming like it was the busiest day at Disneyland and it is that so Canada's natural beauty and our natural tourist destinations and hotspots they're popular you see a thousand pictures of them for a reason it's because there are a thousand people there all the time yeah right so i think that's just like an unfortunate kind of um uh, you know uh side what's the thing when you take a medicine and then it's un- unintended side, side, effect. side effect thank yeah. you right that's an unintended side effect of these places being beautiful and attracting people from all around the world yeah. There's a lot of people there. Yeah, and I don't at at the at the uh, risk of generalization here. <laughs> uh, the oh, generalize the East, art, do it. <laughs> the the Eastern European tourists are not. They're not friendly people. They're loud and boisterous. They're they're the ones that want these the Western food at their hotel at their resort, you know, and and I, I've said this before. I've made and we've made we've joked about it on this podcast a little bit with me. The Thai culture is it's it's a little more conservative, you know. Like people mm. don't people don't take their shirts off when they go swimming. You know, like mm-hmm. it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a, you know, it's a little bit, it's a Buddhist culture, but then you have these Eastern Europeans who are out there, you know, flaunting everything they got, you know, topless beaches and all this stuff. And it makes Thai people uncomfortable. Okay. It does. Okay. So, you know, to have that in, you know, the most beautiful places in Thailand, it got to me a little bit and I was, you know, feeling a little patriotic that way. So patriotic in a different sense that you might in think. a defending sort of way. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, that's yeah. understandable. I'm sorry, man. That's weird and sucky. Yeah, but- yeah. And also, sorry. So you yeah. pro or anti topless beaches? I'm trying. I'm kind of no, no. I'm fine with the topless beaches. I just, I there's a time oh. and place for that, you know. And I just, I don't know if Kasumui in the family friendly neighborhood is you know the place for that. So. Wait, so, wait, which kind of topless, though, Art? So so men can have their nipples out, and that's okay, but women can't have their nipples out? Yeah, do you hear what I just said? No, did you hear hear what I just said? Even in Thailand, men, the culture, they they don't really go shirtless in a lot of public places. That's not part of the culture. So it's, it's not, it's not, you know, one sex or the other on that one, Kirsten. If that's where you're shirts going with on it. everyone. Put a shirt on the dog, the cats. Everybody gets the shirt. Uh, that being said, though, I had some great, great moments in Bangkok, Thailand. I tell you, when I get over there, something about the talking about tourists. Like, isn't Bangkok like insane for tourists? Yeah, parts of Bangkok, but Bangkok's huge. We're talking like you know, twelve million yeah. people, and it's massive. Like the big mango, there is something 
for everyone. And there's huge portions of Bangkok that you know tourists don't even venture into. They just they don't know about it. You know. There's Sorry, a, did you just say the Big Mango? Yeah, the Big Mango. Is that shorthand for something? Bang- Bangkok's known as the Big Mango. It is. Oh. Yeah. Like yeah. the big today, Apple? I learned. I had no idea. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, the big thing. That's cool. Wow. Um, yeah. So, anyways, I had a few moments there. It's, it's just something about Thai Thailand. The air there. Uh, it takes some getting used to, and but it feels good on my skin. I feel better when I'm there, uh, which is ironic because I got sick on the way back. But. Oh, dude, I'm uh, sorry. Yeah, I got COVID on the way back. <laughs> that's oh, a, dude. You still sound a little rough. That's a whole other, yeah, that's a whole other story. But you know what? There was, there was one moment, a couple moments in Thailand. I woke up really early in Bangkok, and I got up, and I woke up with the city. And this is like, I would say, and I think I've said it on this podcast, Bangkok's top three craziest cities in the world. It's it's up there. It's, you know, it's it's there Oof. with your Tokyo. It's there with new, your New York, right? It's there's There's crazy stuff that happens there. But, you know, in the morning, there's a different, it's a different, it's a different atmosphere. So a lot of people are staying up at night, especially tourists. I got up in the morning with all the Thai workers and watched how their culture and how they got to work. Mm. Oh, that's so cool. And and I'll tell you, Bangkok is, it's absolutely incredible the way they've set up their, their transit. Like they have a metro and they have a SkyTrain. So they got the subway and the SkyTrain, which is great. Hmm. Um, and the way they've set up their SkyTrain is like over these massive overpasses in some of the biggest intersections in Bangkok. They have the SkyTrain there, right? They've used the SkyTrain to create skywalks that you can walk over the Whoa. you can walk over the uh, the intersections. It's I incredible. love it. And you can look all over the big, you know, these big junctions. Yeah. And it's using the infrastructure in a very, in a very smart way. So hats off to the, the transit in, in Thailand, being able to get across this huge, massive city, either by the sky or, you know, the subway underneath. And then using that infrastructure to, again, you know, make it a walking place as well. Really yeah, incredible that. stuff. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. That's really neat. Yeah, well, so. I'm excited you went on this nice trip. That's really. Did you? Ha- I wonder. Did you have any adventures? Did you get into any trouble? Did you ever? Were you ever running from kidnappers or uh, did you fall? <laughs> did you fall in love? Did you have a torrid love affair of any type? I, I can tell you that. So the second the second half of my trip was in Katsumui, and. It was monsoon season there, guys. Oh, yeah, oh, that's right. I saw your Instagram story. By the way, you did not a very good job on Instagram. Okay. No, I wanted bad. Zero yeah, stars. Yeah, yeah, a few stories here and there. I want at least a story a day. M- more than that, though, really. Yeah. What I'm, the hell? I'm not good. And it's it's right in my profile. You can say that again. By the way, it's right there. I'm not good at taking and posting pictures. I don't know. I have, I have this. I have this. Like it's weird. I I think I need like therapy for it or something. Every time I like think about posting something, I'm just like, nobody gives a shit about that. We Art. give a shit. I was bothering uh, you every day. Jeez. Well, one time I bothered you. Post some yeah. shit. <laughs> we give a shit. Your friends care yeah. about you and what you do. You know, if we you want to, if, you if want, we're not doing that on social media, what the hell are we even doing on there? Well, that's just <laughs> it. I'm not. I, I don't really think there's a place for me on social media. Oh, these days. don't sad. say that, Art. That's so sad. Yeah. Oh my god. No, this is not boohoo me. It's just I don't know. I just I had other priorities for some reason when I was there in Thailand. So. 
But anyways, uh, back to the story. Koh Samui, <laughs> it was raining like crazy, guys. I like uh, like in at the resort I was at. I yeah. thought we were gonna get struck by lightning and oh thunder, God. rolling th- like it was right, right there. And yeah, I was scared. And one, so every day it rained. It poured, poured, guys. Like I had to get an umbrella. I make fun of umbrellas. I hate umbrellas. But like I, can't. <laughs> oh I make gosh. fun of umbrellas. What a weird flex. Art, yeah. please, after this podcast, text my husband how much you hate umbrellas. God, I hate I umbrellas. Why does Johnny hate umbrellas? Yeah, please, please let him know. Yeah. No, he loves umbrellas. And oh. I said we live on the West Coast. We're not umbrella people. Yeah, Thank true. you. I, I agree with that. I know. We're like, we're what, shell jacket people. What are you doing? You're yes. you're you're bumping yeah. off the rain to other people? Like, come on. Ridiculous. So where is umbrella acceptable then? Like, obviously, we should, in a rainforest, in a very rainy climate, be super on board with umbrellas, but we're not. I agree with that. But so wh- where is it acceptable? And somewhere where it doesn't rain very often, I think. Like, where you don't have the rain here. Hmm. I mean, if you're standing so- shoulder to shoulder with other people and you're, you are you have an umbrella, that's ridiculous. I but, I but that's all I can picture is, like, people in bustling city sidewalks, like in New York City or London, you know, which is also famously quite gray and rainy. They they love their umbrellas there. I think if you're traveling maybe long distances in the countryside, that's when it's acceptable. (laughs) (laughs) Far away from people. Anyway, even even I had to pull out an umbrella a few times on Coast Samui because I couldn't. And when we're talking down downpour, guys, monsoon is a different level. Yeah, we're talking. You step outside and it's like you've been in a pool. You know, that's that's what it's like. And you're like walking through pools. It's. It's very. It's not 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 pleasant at all. Um, but anyways, I braved I braved the monsoon one day and went on a uh, on a boat trip out uh, out to the Pig Island. That's what it was called, Pig Island. There was a bunch of pigs, and I don't know people liked the pigs. I was like, pigs. Ugh. <laughs> Yeah. Anyways, I, anyway, I was I was there, and it was nice though because I met I met a lot well, of I'm other travelers. I'm going out to Pig Island, yeah. but I'm not too fan. I'm not too fond of pigs. But just, what what do I got on Pig Island? But I was like uh, pigs. Yeah, hopefully pigs. not pigs. I just yeah, thought it was called pigs, pigs there, but I, mean, uh, I thought it was shaped like a pig. Yeah. Or pigs yeah. used to be there, but not anymore. Yeah, I mean, there's there's uh, you know there's Salt Spring Island. Is there a Salt Spring on Salt Spring? I don't know. Like, yeah, what the fact? Valid question, honestly. There's no such thing as a salt spring. (laughs) Anyway, the point was I didn't know there was actual pigs on this pig island. (laughs) That's that's beside the point. Anyways, I thought we were going to die. I wish we were going to Candy Apple Island. (laughs) I thought we were... (laughs) Should have gone to Candy Apple Island. What have they got there? Pigs, but they're not so big. I I want oh I, I I I I thought <laughs> I was gonna die on the way out there because not like and we're talking when we're talking monsoons it's also windy like it's not just heavy rain hey Aurelia uh, it's not just rain it's wind so it was crazy we were supposed to go out there for like a snorkeling tour tour and then you know have a have a meal on this secluded island and uh, but anyways uh, that didn't really pan out great because. You know who wants to be uh, who wants to be out in the wind in a boat, right? Who wants to be monsooned? Yeah, who wants to be monsooned that way? But there was a lot of other mm. tourists doing the same thing and braved it, mm. thankfully. Mm. And uh, you know, it was a way to get me out of the resort. I wasn't staying at a hostel there. I don't know. That's another thing. I, I wish I stayed at more hostels, but I feel like I'm too old for those things these days. Yeah, no. I get that. I get that. You know, I think there's a time. 
Yeah. No, but I, I, I think you could pull pulled it off, especially the way you were traveling by yourself too. Yeah. You know, I think I it's think like, so. I think I think it's like a little bit of a boomerang thing. Like there's a no. time and a place to be young in a hostel, but yeah. then when you're old in a hostel, all the young people are like, Whoa, look at this cool old dude. Yeah. And to be fair, you're not that old yet though. Like yeah. they might just be like, What is this man in his mid thirties <laughs> doing here? But there is a boomerang age that if you were staying at a hostel, I think it's you, true. Cool and you know what? We did play the how old you are, how old are you game. And mm-hmm. nobody mm-hmm. thought I was older than 30. So thank you. That's what I said. Like, okay, thank you guys. Thank you guys. Yeah. I also have a very different experience when I'm in Thailand because a lot of the tourists there get, you know, they get bugged by the locals to buy things. And, yeah, you know, yeah, being, yeah. but I look Thai and people ignore me. So amazing. Like, yeah, yeah, when we go to uh, to uh, Mexico, my dad tans up quite well and nobody kind of bugs him. Yeah, so that's that's a different wow. kind of experience, but it's also an experience that when I'm there and meeting other travelers, they also think I'm local. And it's interesting to hear them like speak their whatever, their broken English, their whatever, mm-hmm. British, whatever, Australian, whatever they are, and they don't know that I, you know, can speak English. And that's always entertaining for me. You're like a spy when you're there. Yeah, Yeah. no kidding. That's exactly it. I am in that way. But anyways, on that trip, I I met some, I met some uh, people from uh, uh, Ireland, some girls from Ireland, one girl from Boston, Massachusetts. So, you know, she she hated sports though. That didn't really go well. Oh my God. Kick her to the curb. Yeah, I wanted to talk to her about my great trip to Boston and she just... Eyes glazed over, kind of thing. Well, could you have not have framed it into just like a purely sports way? Could you have talked to her about anything else? No, no, in no. We, we 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 became <laughs> friends, and we went to this cabaret. It was we we yeah, it was fun. But it was still like that was like you know, didn't hello. I'm Art. Me. I only yeah. speak of sports. Yeah, you know, but I'm like the my one main thing about Boston is I believe it's the greatest sports city in the world, and I went there for that. So. so. Anyways, um, so, you know, I did have some adventures and I had some friends that I met there in Bangkok and we out for this big extravagant Art, I dinner. get it. You have friends <laughs> in Bangkok, <laughs> international yeah. friends. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyways, thanks for listening to me on that. I, I had a good time, but yeah, I got COVID on the way back. So I it made, so sorry, it made, dude, it made, terrible. and I was like sick in the final, final few days of travel there. So I like basically had to go on this crazy trip back home. And I tell you, man, it made me want to like fly first class. Like it was really, but like, because I had the stops on the way home. I flew from Bangkok to Seoul. By the way, the, the airport in Seoul is the greatest airport in the world. I friggin' that thing is first class. If you've ever been there to, to Seoul in Korea, um, I can't remember the what's the Korean name for it. Anyways, it's it's incredible. There's a rest area. I, but anyways, I flew from <laughs> I flew from Bangkok to Seoul, Korea, and then I had a nine hour layover in Korea. Oof. And then yeah, sorry. so but there but you know what that. <laughs> well, at least you get to walk around, stretch yeah. your legs after that, being on a plane. That for airport that long. was yeah. incredible. Yeah. And there was like a sleeping area in it. I uh. loved it. Uh, so, anyway, but then I flew from there for 10 hours from Seoul, oh. Korea to Seattle. Friggin' Seattle. Oh, dude. Which is the worst. SeaTac is the worst airport in the world. I'm going to go ahead and oh, say is it? it's the worst oh, airport. No. Seattle's not great. It yeah. is no, awful, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had, they had two huge planes come in that morning. 
and they had like three people working passport control, and there was like uh, there was like two hundred people trying to get through them, and You're many were trying to go to connecting flights. And I was like, this is the worst run airport in the world. Not only is it ugly as shit, nobody <laughs> actually works wow. here. Yeah, it was wow. boring. And then so Seattle, I was there for I don't know four hours. Spent half of it in that lineup, and. Then from there, I went to Vancouver. So it was it was crazy. That's a crazy trip home. Um, yeah, it, wow. it, it was crazy. And you got COVID from the plane? No, I was sick before then, I think. Oh, so you spread it on the plane. You brought it. Yeah, I probably plane. spread it. Yeah, yeah, I probably did. I, I wore a mask on the plane, though, guys, the whole way. Good for you. Good Both for you. Ways. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so that sucked, yeah. Uh, what was I going to say about um, plane ride? I can't, uh, I can't remember. But it's... Uh, yeah, it made me want to fly first class, guys. It's uh, holy smokes! Yeah, sorry, because man. I was sick and I was like, "Oh man, how am I going to make it through?" You know this this amount of airtime. Seriously, I know there's there's nothing like a long flight th- to make you realize that you want to spend thousands of dollars for a comfier seat. Oh yeah. my god, terrible! Uh, no, I totally understand. I know what you mean. You know what? They, they not only do they get you know great comfy seats up there, they also get nice headphones. Should have seen the piece of shit headphones they gave me in the back. Oh man! I was like, "Come on, Korean Airlines, you could do a little bit better than this." I just want to say, for the last like uh, most of this conversation, we've all just been making googly eyes at Aurelia. It's true. Kristen has her little baby on the lap there, and she's she so adorable. Is oh my god, really cute. Yeah, and like the two of you, just seeing your two faces next to each other. Yes, is is like you look very alike, and it's a treat. It's really cute. Yeah, you two are very sweet. Mother and child's reunion. Okay, that's enough, Paul. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't sing. Don't sing? But you can intro yourself. Yeah. Um, and I'm Paul Delcino. You don't say and I'm. That's Kirsten's job. Well, and she's... Well, there's no James. time. There's no time. There's <laughs> yeah, no time I used for it Paul's all. preamble. I've used it all. I'm yeah, sorry. Oh, yeah. I certainly won't be doing a preamble now. Are you choking my ass? And I'm Kirsten James. And really, it's you too. Hey. Is the baby going to say a little squeak or something? She might. I've heard of she one might. little squeak from her before. Yeah. She's just not on cue. Never she's on cue. She's grown so much since I last saw her. Yeah, uh, she's About so a month cute. ago. Yeah, I'd like to meet her before. Right, um, yeah, because Art here is the only one, Art who has not been in the country for weeks, has been the only one yeah, to actually serious? have met the baby on the Geek Pod. Yeah, wow. Maybe I'll get to Sorry. see her off when she's off to college, but I don't think I'm going to see her before that. <laughs> this week. Oh my God, oh, cute baby! Really cute. On oh. Bud's Weekly Geek Out. Wow. Uh, this week on Bud's Weekly Geek Out, we talk about uh, something that the CFO, the Chief Financial Officer of Xbox, said at a summit, um, which intimated that he would they, that Xbox would be bringing their games and Game Pass to quote every screen that can play games, and in, 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 indeed said what we would have thought of as competitors in the past, like PlayStation and Nintendo, and the gaming world went what. And then two days later, Phil Spencer did an interview basically as damage control. And the headline of the interview was literally, we have no plans to bring Xbox games to PlayStation or Nintendo. <laughs> so it was, yeah, it was a two-day tease and very sad for gamers, honestly. Um, but also very realistic. Like, I would have been incredibly shocked if they had worked this out especially with nintendo who chooses their 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 brand partnerships with the utmost care and does not really 
give a rat's patooey about technical specs and keeping up with, you know, keeping parity with the, the all the all the latest and greatest. They just make fun games for whatever hardware they can sell at a reasonable price to get their consoles out there. So it was really interesting, though. It was a really interesting thing to think that we might have that possibility. But uh, nope, they dashed our hopes. It's uh, not going to happen. Did you believe it when you heard it? Yes, because it came from the chief financial officer of Xbox. Um, so yeah, I was let in and uh, and got my got my heart broken. I mean, not really. Um, there's certainly more PlayStation games I'd like to play than uh, than Xbox games. Yeah, they're talking about like proprietary games, right? Like yeah, they're talking about one. the first party games, no. the kind of games that you would only see on Xbox. Which, yeah. as I gave the examples on the Geek Out, I'm like, you, I said you'd never see the Legend of Zelda on a PlayStation, or you'd never see the Last of Us on an Xbox. And I thought to myself, I can't, I I can't think of a of a single first party yeah, the- Xbox exclusive title. The only Xbox one I can think of is that one where the girl has a giant robot friend, but it's first person, so I never get to play it. No, because you get too sick with first persons. Um, yeah, what's that game, though? You know that one. With, like She has a giant robot friend, and he's like a big circle face. It's like a... No, I'll think of it later. Anyway, that's Xbox the only Xbox one I can girl, think of. Xbox girl, giant, robot... Oh, wait, robot are you talking about... Um, um, Bioshock? Yeah. Oh. Isn't that Xbox? But ultimately, those make their way to um, to PCs. Hmm. Oh, they're they, they're they're not exclusive, you know. Because like they'll they'll never farm out a a Last of Us outside of PlayStation or a Zelda outside of. But a, that's because it's Microsoft, right? Because yeah, Microsoft, exactly. So yeah, well, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, that does make sense. That does make sense. Is there oh, what other child is coming? What's the Hello? big What's the big game right now that's like exclusive to one? To to one console and not the other. Like what's a Spider Man Two on the PlayStation yeah. Five is the latest and greatest game that has come out, and um, people are crowing about this game. Brian actually did a review about it last week. Yeah. Zoner Bryce did a review of it the week before, and it is apparently absolutely stunning. Yeah. Wave to Johnny. Hey Johnny. There's a whole bunch of he activity happening in Kirsten's camera. It's that bed, it's bedtime. The yeah. podcast will not see. Oh yes, it's bedtime. Hi Andy. Bye Andy. Bye Aurelia. I can't believe you actually sleep. No, she's back. I would like to see the baby. I mean, the last time I considered buying a console, it was it was like a decision I had to make because MLB, Major League Baseball, the show, which is a very popular sports game, it was only available on PlayStation. Right. I think that has since changed. I think Xbox now has that game. But it was so like, oh, you had to make that decision. You know, if you get the PlayStation, you know, that's because you, you you could get that game. And also, like, the PlayStation controllers were even set up that they were, like, it was it was for that game. Like, like that game was set up that way for the PlayStation controller, you know, and not the Xbox controller, if that makes any sense. But um, it took 21 games before that thing left PlayStation. Yeah. MLB The Show 21 was the first one to actually feature on an Xbox. Oh, wow. There you go. Um, and that's because uh, San Diego Studio, who makes this 
and I'm not saying this because I know this. I know the name LMB of the show, but I don't know sports games. I'm on Wikipedia. Yeah. Uh, but San Diego Studio that makes the game, that develops the game, they're part of PlayStation Studios. Okay. So ultimately, they're letting it go to Xbox with just like, a, we've had it for 20 games. <laughs> We're being kind now. <laughs> okay, I see how that is. So anyways, that's when I think of, you know, consoles and, uh, you know, specific games only available yeah. on no, that's fair. ones. Yeah. Coming soon! Furiosa colon a Mad Max saga. And by saga, this will be a movie. <laughs> it's... The, the headline starts, you know, something along the lines of she was kidnapped, the thing, the what, she will spend the rest of her life trying to get home. It's a movie. How, how long is she going to spend trying to get home? But Anya Taylor-Joy is Furiosa in this version of it. Chris Hemsworth is in it. Yaya Abdul-Mateen II is in it. And it looks, the trailer, well, obviously, which you're linking to in the show notes, incredibly stylized yes. to the point of... Yeah, glossy. Glossy is the word that glossy. you used, Paul, and it is an incredibly apt word. Yeah. So a few things about this. Number one, how good is Mad Max Fury Road? Can yeah. we all just take a second right here and go around the room and say that it was a good and movie? And the thing is, that's so much practical, and that's why it's so good. All right, wait your turn, bud. Come settle down. Uh, Art, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Say how good Max Mad Max Fury Road is. Yeah, it was good. Uh, Tom Kay. Hardy, uh, Kirsten. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. But, oh my god. It was great and most of it was practical and that's why it was so good. Now you're repeating yourself. Yeah, it was good. It's a good movie. Uh, you don't told me to wait my turn. It's really really good. Uh, we watched that together, Kirsten, in a hot tub last time. Remember that? We were at the, the Yeah, Airbnb. I know. I was thinking about the last time we watched that <laughs> <Wow>. movie. <laughs> yeah. It's like this bit. We were smoking Awkward. cigars Awkward. and watching that Mad Max. It was awesome. Anyways, so, yeah, and that's right. When you have, you know, they, they took this movie that we all loved so much that God was so critically acclaimed for being so good and so steeped in great practical effects. And they're like, okay, what do you want, a prequel? And we're like, no, not really. Okay, well, maybe if it's about Furiosa. So that's interesting. That's a good character to do about. Okay, okay, okay. And then what do you want? More practical effects? Or, oh, you know what we'll do, actually, is we'll do everything CGI. We'll just go the other direction. And <laughs> it's kind of like, uh, no, no, you don't. Nobody asked for that. We loved how gritty and how real that movie looked and felt. You felt the tension. You felt, even though the action was over the top, absolutely ridiculous, so from another planet, right, mm -hmm. that you'd have all these guys jumping off trucks and you know it's so unrealistic but you feel it you feel the tension your brain feels that excitement because it's done so practically in the way that it's done and now to make it glossy and cg and fake looking well, you just undo all of that it doesn't feel real at all yeah so uh, so i'm concerned about that cuz that's what the that's the vibe i got from that trailer and i don't know if that's the way it's going to be or what is glossy just a nice word for saying there's lots of CGI in this. Is that what? It's not a nice saying? word. No, no it's, it's uh, nice it word. does look too polished, too shiny, too not practical, too not real. Very, very Zack Snyder 300. That's, mm. what, that's what I got from it. That's right. And I mean, that's a movie, again, where that works. It's supposed to feel like that. That's you know? the whole point, the stylization of that movie, I yeah. think. Yeah. So it's an odd choice. But otherwise, I mean, I don't know. Anya Taylor Joy, that looks pretty cool. Yeah, she's good. 
Yeah. Uh, it's a prequel to... Yeah. 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 Mm. <laughs> we all say, yeah, prequel. I smell suck. <laughs> Art Aronson. Yeah. I smell suck. But you know what? We're just so used to getting one good movie and one trash movie, you know? Um, right. Or, or, or just sequels and prequels disappointing. So that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. If this one sucks, that's okay. We'll just watch. We can let things fade, you know what I mean? If... Furiosa movie is not so fun. We just never watch it again, and we just can continue rewatching Fury Road at 100%. every cigar hot tub party we go to. I did find that discussion you had. I I don't know if it was last week or the week before about does creating more t- content ruined what is already there, what yeah. has already been created, and you know, does I, it I sully it. Does yeah, it water it down? Does it water it down? And I thought, you know, you both had some great points, Brian and. Because I think Brian was on the other side of it doesn't matter. Yeah, and I kind of right? am, am starting to hear that argument and, and agree with him. As odd it is, as it is for me to not agree with me, I, mm-hmm. I, I think he makes really good points about that. Yeah. I think I still do agree with me. It does water it down a bit. But as well, I, uh, no one's forcing me to watch Attack of the Clones before I sit down and watch Empire Strikes Back. So that's fine. Mm. I, I, I tend Nick. to I tend to also uh, side on uh, on you, Paul. My I original? agree with you. Yeah, but it does water it down. It, it does. It does sully the waters a little bit for me, and I don't know why, but it does. I think part of it is because of the marketing that comes with it. Yeah, and you know, there's something that was just genuine about you know the original that just yeah. But. Yeah. I think it's a choice you can make. And Brian is the eternal optimist on this podcast, it feels like. And I want to engage with optimism that, you know, Attack of the Clones and the endless trash that otherwise is Star Wars doesn't make The Empire Strikes Back that less special or that less meaningful to me. That's... That's a choice. No, true. That, we'll no, always but, have Fury Road. That's right. And that's a choice. We'll, we'll always have Fury Road. And you can choose that. House of the Dragon, season two of the series on Max now, even though season one was on HBO. Uh, summer 2024, yeah, more of the same, but maybe more dragons. Where, where were we on season one? We liked it, right? I think we liked it. Yeah, I liked it. I, I liked what I saw. I fell out. I feel like, and I think Brian agreed with me on this one, that it kind of lost a little bit of its luster when there was the, spoiler alert, time jump in the middle yeah. of the, the middle of the season right yeah mm-hmm. and then there was like a new set of actors playing the same characters obviously just years down the line and there was just something different about the chemistry i thought on yeah. screen and i think the story i mean we know where the story is going you know the house targaryen but i don't know i'm, I'm not as excited for it because i was really excited for you know the the coming episodes of that that um, that first season, even though I didn't think I needed, I remember saying specifically, I didn't know I need needed this. Um, but now I don't have that same excitement I, that I thought I would have for season two. I really, yeah. I'm kind of into it. I think the trailer reminded me that I liked the first season. It's fun to have a Game of Thrones to look forward to. Um, I found that the production value and the writing and everything was, and the performances certainly were all really good on that first season. So the CGI looks good. The, the dragons CGI look good on good. this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah everything yeah. looks really good. It's it's like it's I, I I'm not exp- I don't want it to be as 
all-encompassing and take over my whole life in the way that, you know, Game of Thrones did around season three and four and five, right? Mm-hmm. When when we just lived for that show and it was the best thing on TV. It's not that, but I think it still is fun. It's a fun little thing to sit down on a Sunday night and watch. Yeah, I think this season could do with a little more Matt Smith, I think his character. They need a little bit more of him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Seems to be the standout of the cast, definitely. GTA 6, finally, the Grand Theft Auto 6 trailer was supposed to drop Tuesday at 6 a.m., but leaked, and so Rockstar dropped it early. And it looks very fake Florida. It's, it's what is it said in... Vice City, which is Leonida. Yeah, Leonida's a state. Vice City is the is the city, and so yeah, it's uh, but it, it's 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 very Miami. Um, yeah. And this is quite an incredible trailer, and it's all the cinematics though, right? Like not a lot of the actual gameplay. I don't think we're seeing right now, especially because we are a year plus out from the game. All we have oh, for yeah. a release date on this is 2025, and you know it's going to come out. October, November, 2025. Oh my God! Right? The yeah, Christmas the Q3, release, four, yeah. right? <laughs> sure. Like, mm-hmm. so we're like two. We're probably two years away from this game still, and we've already waited ten years since Grand Theft Auto Five. Yeah. Um, but like, Rockstar knows what they're doing with these games. Like these games and um, Red Dead Redemption are incredible games, and they're huge and they're massive. Yeah, right? not losing any momentum. Just, insane that it's it'll be what 12 years by the time this game comes out like oh that's wild i was reading some of the comments on the on the youtube release and it's like i remember watching the the trailer for grand theft auto 5 when i was 17 and now i'm 29 and i was like oh god (laughs) shut up children get off my internet (laughs) so yeah my microphone goes away yes sorry um i wanted to ask you because you know i was looking at that today and i was like oh i guess this this is probably something we could talk about on the radio too it's a you know big enough deal obviously it's a huge name in video games but i oh god yeah i only played you know or like watched other people play any grand theft auto games a little tiny bit and i didn't i couldn't really think of an interesting angle to tackle it from on the air like um i was gonna just resort back to the classic like uh this game where you there's music there's fun music on the radio in the game and uh, you murder prostitutes, uh, sorry, sex workers, <laughs> is kind of what the like the low hanging fruit about the Grand Theft Auto games are, right? I was it, gonna ask, are we like, like moved culturally on from this? Well, that's what I mean. Like that to me is seems like it's probably an outdated view of that game, even or or perception yeah. of it. So, what would you have said, Kristen, if you were on the air today? commenting on, you know, maybe specifically this trailer, but just Grand Theft Auto in general, what it means to culture. Oh, God, that's a tough question. That is a I big don't know. question. I, Tell me about it. That's yeah, why I didn't like, talk about it on the air today. I didn't know what else to say. Yeah. I mean, it's a huge, like, you were thinking of, like, the original Grand Theft Autos, and you were right. Like, that was the game before they put, like, a story yes. mode into it. Um, but now these games have like huge, epic, sweeping stories and like they are interesting to play and they're um, like really well written. Like who was it? Brian was talking last week about Spider-Man 2 and like why aren't we? <laughs> hey, Sony, who are you hiring these people for? Right. These games have really good narratives in them. And yeah, no, it's not about 
murdering sex workers or stealing a car or getting your five stars and running away from the police anymore. You can still yeah, do those modes. In. But now there's plots, yeah. And um, they're really cool and really fun. Like Red Dead Redemption, which I'm more familiar with, the second Red Dead Redemption game, is incredible. Like it's an incredible um, work of storytelling and pacing. And then you you get to play a game in between of it and cinematics. Mm. Like, um, and that's kind of where Grand Theft Auto has been with Grand Theft Auto V. Um, where you got to play like three characters at the same time. And there was like an interconnected story there. And there's a bit of a, like a cultural and like, like commentary on culture because like Grand Theft Auto five, here we go. It was 10 years ago, 12 years ago. A lot of it was about making an app, like about making like this really good app and like somebody. um, (laughs) Yeah. And there was like a tech bro was one of the characters, but he was like an asshole. And like that, that was the, you know, the zeitgeist of the time was like apps and tech bros and stuff like that. So it's kind of like, it's got good commentary that way. So that's the other thing is I'm interested. It's been so long. Like I noticed in the trailer there was a lot of shots of it looked like live streaming. Yep, very TikTok-y and very live streamy. Like yep. TikTok, so live stream, things like that, like social media. So I wonder if it's going to like be a commentary on that. Yeah, that's definitely, I think, going to be part of it. And that's, a th- that's the other problem, though, is what's going to happen in the next two years that might set those trends back or, or make them, you know, is that going to be as hot of a, of a, a cultural thing? Uh, by the time this game actually releases. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know what my take on air. My take on air probably would have been like, go away, 17 year olds telling me you're 29 years old now. <laughs> I mean, this That's too much. I'm not on the air, but like the, the news stories that would come across my feed are, are the fact that 24 hours before the trailer was supposed to launch, tens of thousands of people were at the YouTube. They were just waiting for the drop and you mean the, they're at the youtube did they drive over there what's the address of the youtube no you can <laughs> you, youtube trailers have premieres so you can watch them uh or you can load up the browser before the trailer uh actually launches wow who would do that what a bunch of fucking nerds this thing has 8.8 <laughs> 8 million nerds that liked the video and that trailer has more views than the Cyberpunk 2077, uh, the Red Dead Redemption 2, and the Zelda Tears of the Kingdom reveal oh. trailers combined. Holy smokes. So what this is, is a cultural touch point. Like, yeah. GTA is still obviously very uh, present in our culture. Oh, thank you for that, but I'll be using that as a break tomorrow. <laughs> Great show prep for Paul from Bud. I love it. Appreciate it. Watch the full trailer online. That's what they always say in the sports uh, broadcasts I watch now. Oh, really? Such and such, you know, trailer is now available online. Well, of course, they only got to pay for like 15 (laughs) seconds worth of advertising, and then they can force you to go online and watch a whole minute long thing. The Marvels, you know. Yeah. Next up, The Boys. This will be season four proper, because technically Gen V was sort of like season 3.5 of this Prime video series some point in 2024. And uh, yeah, it seems to be pitting the Starlight fans against the Homelander fans and a few new people in there and a few new actors in there. Do you think we're going to have to watch this Gen V to get on with this next season of The Boys? It's not a... 
It's not a think. Um, it's not a think. Technically, you really should. Wow. Were you yeah. not here when we said this? Gen V is simply another season of The Boys. Don't yeah. don't choose not to watch that for any other reason, right? Oh, so what? Doesn't it have your favorite <laughs> characters in it? It's a completely different story. Who cares? So says the producers of this stuff. <laughs> sit down and watch it. You want to? You want to? But as up? a guy who enjoys the boys, I really did enjoy this Gen V. Is Kripke is Kripke in charge of Gen V? Is he all over it? Good Who's question. That? Is that like a showrunner or producer? Yeah, he's the showrunner of The Boys. Yeah. So did someone make this point that uh, this this show, The Boys, is supposed to be satirizing um, superhero shows and culture a bit? And so to have spinoffs and shows and other things that you need to watch to keep up with the main storyline is like, mm. I mean, it kind of makes sense they're just doing that almost. Yeah, but it also sort of misses the point on the kind of thing that they are always talking about in the show. Which is what is this, this, this needless like promotion yeah. in all the different channels and avenues. And yeah. um, because that's another part of this story is that after the success of Gen V, they're launching another spinoff, which will be uh, and or will be in it. Diego Luna. Hmm. It'll be set in Mexico and huh? it, it, it might be directed by the uh, uh, Blue Beetle guy. So but that's that's about all we know. But it's it's uh, oh. the headline on VG247.com is pretty good. The boys creators forget it's supposed to be a satire of modern superhero media announced second spinoff. Like, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, come on, though. Come on. That's that's clearly what they're doing is they right. They're, they're, Absolutely they're emulating is. the exact thing that they're satirizing, which yes, to me it makes yeah. sense. And they'll pro- but as long as this show remains good, they'll keep getting people. Oh sure, and yeah, in this season four, the boys trailer, Jeffrey Dean Morgan pops in. Oh man, another supernatural guy. Wow. This uh, <laughs> Kripke, who was the showrunner for Supernatural, show oh, he ran- developed Gen V, by the way. Yeah. Oh, he did. One of three developers. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and he obviously brought his the other star, Jensen Ackles, a soldier boy, and now Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who was one of the stars of Supernatural as well. So I'm guessing Jared Padalecki from um, Gilmore Girls' success also, as well as Supernatural, will be joining us on uh, The Boys. That's my guess, calling it right now. <laughs> right, he wasn't in this trailer, but it's, it's it's not there yet. It's my guess, Jared Padalecki. He'll be he'll be on the boys. Okay, soon. warm up the caboose, get warm the coal the shoveled. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> get the coal shovel. <laughs> Supernatural, man, filmed here in Vancouver. Supernatural, went, Vancouver went, Island. Went, uh, went. Oh my God, you're right. Eighteen seasons <laughs> or something. Your your husband watched the whole thing, Kirsten. He did it. He did the gauntlet of Supernatural. He finished it. How incredible! Kripke, incredible. Kripke only wrote five seasons of that and was the showrunner for five seasons and then it went on for 18 seasons holy smokes that's a huge wow that's nuts yeah really is okay i was honestly i was not holding out very much hope for this strictly because amazon prime but the trailer for fallout has dropped the the teaser trailer and oh like here's the thing about fallout i played a little tiny bit of fallout 3 but I've watched the trailers and all sorts of supplementary material for all of the Fallout games because the style, the world, the setting of Fallout is just so neat, okay? I I believe Fallout takes place about 200 years after a nuclear disaster, Mm -hmm. but for whatever reason, they go backwards, right? So all of the artwork is, is very 60s. 
um, all of their their media and how they're teaching people about how to survive in the world. It just feels very throwback. And I love that. You got this cute little mascot, Vault Boy, and he's, he's just a little cartoon character. And then you see him get decapitated and explode with blood and all sorts of stuff like that. Oh, no, it's it's wild. And they're in this trailer, too. They are using songs from the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. Um, just and I, I, I don't know, maybe after the nuclear uh, disaster, all the current music went away and that's all that they could find. But um, the look of this trailer is spot frick on uh, oh, Lachlan. Yeah, I think it's absolutely beautiful. Kyle McLaughlin is in this. Uh, Michael Emerson, uh, who was uh, in Lost and Finch from Person of Interest. Zach Cherry from Severance is in here. And uh, the main character is Ella Purnell from Yellow Jackets. As I said in the Slack, my hope is building. From the studio that brought you two-day delivery. That was a really (laughs) funny line in the trailer. But also, it's a freaking Nolan and Joy. Like, the the people behind Westworld are behind this one, too. So it might might be awesome despite the Amazon-ness of it. Oh, it made me laugh. I I couldn't get past it. I couldn't watch anyone. (laughs) (laughs) I was really surprised that they threw that line in there because the trailer is somewhat serious. Um, But it was a really good line. But, you know, I think it was good, though, because it it highlighted how the the trailer was also a little bit fun, like it's, and that I think is the right Had tone, its moments, right? Definitely, it, yeah, that's yeah. the tone of the game as well. Like it's a post apocalyptic, dire and destitute uh, tone, but also there's these moments, these of levity. The the little I just when I think of Fallout, I I'm, picture that little guy in the blue suit, right? Vault boy, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of dark humor in it. That's right, dark humor, and yeah. so. I don't know. This this trailer is a little as I know about Fallout the game. The trailer I think, you know, reinforced the tone and the, everything that I do know, and then it did a really great job of reeling me in further that the the show is going to be enjoyable for me too. Great. Great. Jogging Monsters. Yep, Godzilla X-Kong colon the new empire. What do we say about this? It's in theaters. Uh, also on April 12th, the same as uh, the same as Fallout, but I'll be watching Fallout and not Jogging Monsters. Wait, is this a different Godzilla? I thought we already had a Godzilla. Yeah, there's like freaking three zero. of them. There's, there's so Monarch, many Godzillas right now. Colin, something oh, or other no. of Monsters. There's Godzilla Minus One, which is not playing in Victoria, and I'm legitimately mad about that. <laughs> and then there's this new movie, Godzilla X-Kong, Colin the New Empire. Mm. Yeah. It's the Godzilla sense. It's the Godzilla sense. She's right. It truly is a sense. <clears throat> yeah. Um, this trailer is so bad. <laughs> um, or, yes. Or just rather like the one, the one scene. The uh, there's the scene where Godzilla is just running, and then yeah. also King Kong is running. And they're yeah. running beside each other, like they're going to go yeah. do something, and they're going to run. Godzilla's wearing a big metal glove. Godzilla's wearing a big metal glove. The frick! No, no, no. Uh, King Kong's wearing a big metal glove. Or sorry, King Kong is sorry. Godzilla's got the pink energy coming out of his spines. So yeah, Godzilla for some reason has an upgrade in his shooting laser out of his mouth, and it's pink now, and that's better, oh, I guess. Yeah. And then they got King Kong's got a big metal glove, and so they they uh, got to next level of their one ups or whatever. Uh, right, <laughs> and then and then then they run together, and it's just so distracting and fucked up and weird. It's a looking. four second scene. It's four seconds of monsters. Boom, boom, boom. Why? 
Yeah, I even showed it to Jenny yesterday, and she was just like, "That seems odd to me. That seems off." And she's not like <laughs> correct. Jenny Jenny. West, if you don't know, is not exactly like super versed on the monster verse, and you know, isn't like a hardcore Godzilla fan. But even she was just like, "This is weird. This is yes. so odd and bumping." And then, and that's that's the general consensus online too. Is like they really highlighted that running together scene in the trailer, oh and everybody God. hates it. So unnecessary. Hmm. Monsters don't run! And also, when you have monsters, <laughs> they're more scary when you don't see them on screen. Right? Yes. Thank you, Jaws. That, yeah. And that's what Jaws did so well. Jaws did it pretty well. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. We learned from that. I like to see Godzilla and King Kong slashing and punching at each other, but gosh. There's no need I, to run. There's no need to run. Um, hey, no running by the pool. That's what someone should have said. So, <laughs> Godzilla yeah. minus one, not in Victoria ever, bud? That's a shame, right? I mean, not this week, not next week. I am I'm keeping up on both the Cineplex site and just general searches, but uh, yeah, it's not playing. I 1,000% would have supported this in the theaters. Come on, Toho, make it happen. Yeah, write a letter to somebody, okay? Apparently, it's coming to Amazon Prime eventually, but like, I want to... See, this is a big screen movie. Yeah, let's all write a letter campaign. And then Perfect. also, um, I want to mention our good dear friend Caleb Kirby has uh, great things to say about... Monarch. Oh. Yeah, he was telling, and I told him, I was like, I don't know, dude. I read a thing that said there was not enough monster action, and he's like, eh, who cares? Hmm. He's like, uh, there's enough monster action. There is monster action. It's a movie, it's a show about monsters, but he says the real interesting thing there is about how Kurt Russell is in this, and then they do flashbacks to when he, to him, the same character when he's younger, and it's Kurt Russell's son playing that character. Hmm. Wyatt, uh, that's really hmm. smart. And so, it, so that's a really interesting aspect of this show. And he says it's terrific. Apparently, there's a real um, attractive hot lady. He says, so if, mm, if anyone likes to see hot thickens. hot ladies, <laughs> well, thickens. watch the monster series. According to our friend Caleb, there's a hot lady. So amazing. Well, Ted is also a series on Peacock. January 11th. Trailer starts with Seth MacFarlane saying, let's take a look. Words I never thought I'd hear come out of his mouth. <laughs> and indeed, it is Seth MacFarlane as uh, Ted the Bear with a younger version of the human character, whatever his name was. Yeah, Mark Warren. Because Going Seth through school in the 90s. I, w- I wonder if he's doing this because I heard the other day that the Orville is done. <gasps> oh, So I wonder if he's like... I need a new television program. Well, sure. And the reason I heard the Orville was done from uh, one of the cast members from um, the woman that plays the main character. Um, Adrian Palicki? Yeah, maybe. Sure. Okay. That's her name. Oh, um, really? She said that uh, she basically said without saying that Seth MacFarlane is a nightmare to work for because he wants to write and produce and do everything himself. And because of that, there was such long times between the seasons, like four oh. years. Between, and, and like for a working actor, she was like naming names and she was like, blah, 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 was eating noodles out of a cup and couldn't afford the hot water. Like, wow. Stuff like that. Oh, what? Like so other actors on the show, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. So, yeah, I guess uh, the Orville is is not officially, there's been no official statement about it, but she was like... I don't think anybody's coming back. Like it's it's too difficult to do. And so it's interesting quite. that here we are with Ted, mm-hmm. the TV show. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. Just um, I'm just reading an article right now that's saying that Paliki has 
officially said that she's not coming back, regardless if the show, like the show oh, wow. is kind of in limbo, but she's like, nah, nah, nah I'm not doing it. Wild. Mm-hmm. We just, yeah. we couldn't afford anything. It was horrible. Yeah. Wow. That's too bad. Um, that is too bad. Was Ted that popular? I guess. They made two of them. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. made two of them. Yeah. Yeah. I like the I like Tom Brady was in one of them. Yes, Tom Brady was in the second one. <laughs> oh my god! Right, a really funny cameo actually. Um, wait, uh, wait. Oh, hang on. Tom Brady, the sports player. <laughs> yes. Oh, cool. Because they were going. Did he get, play a sports player? No, they played were gonna, himself. The, yeah, they were going to get his. Funny. Uh, I like yeah. that. That's good. Yeah. They were like, don't take yourself too seriously. Yeah. Yeah, I need to explain what they were doing. <laughs> but like my, Mark Wahlberg playing a giant man child is that like. Wasn't that kind of the charm of the Ted movies? That certainly was a big part of it, for sure. Yeah, but there's I think there's a lot going on with those movies. But anyways, um, the 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 show could be funny too. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not like, oh god, I gotta set my DVR to watch Ted the TV show. But what do they call it? Oh yeah, an event series. <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. Don't. Ooh, uh, it's no. Ooh, I don't know. That sounds pretty fancy to me. Never mind. I take back what I said. Set my DVR. Go back to 2008 <laughs> when I had a DVR and let's set it for Ted. <laughs> um, Is that kind of like when they brought back Jack Bauer for one series? It was like an event. Yeah, right? he came back for the one series yeah. for the one season. Absolutely. Jack Bauer is back. I mean, it makes perfect sense. You get a bunch of, you know, teenage coming-of-age jokes in there. Uh, yeah, you can do it without Mark Wahlberg, right? Seth MacFarlane just— Costs less. Costs way less. Seth MacFarlane just lays down his bare lines in a studio. It's just <laughs> yeah. voice work for him. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it makes perfect sense that this is what you do with the character that, again, you know, was stuck kind of beca- like hinging on a big ma- major movie star. The headline from Nerdist is Beetlejuice 2 is done filming. Looks to be on track for fall release. Let's just break down that headline for a second. Looks to be on track for fall release. They don't know. That's just guessing. That's just grasping at straws. Beetlejuice 2 is done filming. Those are definitive words. Why do they say that? Because Tim Burton made an Instagram post that said, just finished shooting Beetlejuice. Thank you to everyone involved. Oh, this thing's pretty real, Paul. It's coming for you. Seems like you're gonna gonna get a knock on your door. I'll believe it when I see it. I don't, still don't believe it. (laughs) Beetle to juice. Yeah, I still, you know, I remember reading my Disney Adventures magazine, 1991. (laughs) (laughs) They're probably gonna make a Beetlejuice too one of these days. Sure they are. Sure they are. Sure, I'll believe it when I see it. Tim Burton can come right to my door and tell me. I don't buy it. The schedule release date is September 6, 2024. Oh, sure. A date that may or may not even happen. Who knows? <laughs> At least I, not like September 31st, believe. which doesn't exist. Yes, like when my baby was born. <laughs> I can't believe that we're going to get Beetlejuice 2 before we get Grand Theft Auto 6. What no the kidding. How bizarre is that, right? Oh, my God. Well, you know what? Both still kind of up in the air, so place your bets which one we might actually get. <laughs> I don't believe Beetlejuice 2. Hey, listen, we were supposed to get a movie about uh, Wile E. Coyote, and we didn't get that either. We're not no, getting that. We're not getting that. that up, now, if a movie God. is produced Good. and filmed and everything but doesn't actually get released, did it actually happen? Absolutely not. Okay. For insurance purposes, is that's all. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Somebody the, break into Warner Brothers and leak that sucker. For the biggest caboose of my life, <laughs> it absolutely does not count if they do not release oh it. God. Because this all could have been just a lie. 
Terrible. Could bring a big scam so to drive streaming of Beetlejuice 1. Well, gosh, hon, we better watch Beetlejuice 1 so we know what happens in Beetlejuice 2 when it comes out <laughs> September 6, 2024. Beetlejuice oh 2 would not sully Beetlejuice 1. Well, let's hope it doesn't. I don't know. But if it does, we always have Beetlejuice 1. That's yes. right. I didn't know there was going to be an Alien series, but there's apparently going to be an Alien series on FX, and Timothy Oliphant has joined the cast. And Noah Hawley is involved? He's good. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's more prequel, right? It's more oh. Prometheus? This gives me an opportunity to ask, Paul. Yeah? Because it's on FX, and I guess Timothy Oliphant was in season four of Fargo, which oh, I have shoot. not seen. No, me neither. Yeah. So you have the FX app? That's right. I was. I'm watching season five of Fargo on the FX app. Such a weird thing. I like. Did I just you get a free trial or something. No, apparently through my cable provider. Oh. You just log in and they're like, oh yeah, you can have this. Wild. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's that's so wild. I know. I looked it up on just Apple TV and they were like, Fargo. Would you like to buy it? It's like three something an episode. And I was like, But you oh, don't have gosh. cable. You know? No, that's what I mean. Like I don't have. Yeah, my my internet provider. Well, your internet provider. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, gosh, three, three something an episode. Oh, you know what? I really like it. And I have canceled my Disney Plus, my Netflix. My, you know, it's like I'm, I'm willing to pay per episode for really quality stuff that I know is going to be good. So yeah, maybe I will. And then it was like, or try the FX app. I was like, okay, sure. Downloaded it. It's a bit clunky. There's not much on it at all. Yeah. There's none of the previous seasons no, of Fargo see, are on it. So frustrating. Yeah. So I couldn't go back and watch season four, but I knew, you know, okay, Fargo's anthology. I can skip season four for now. Maybe I'll come back to it. It doesn't matter. And uh, and it wanted just me to just sign in through my Shaw account, whatever. And I did, and it was like, okay, great, good enough. Here you go. You got a shot account? Great. Here's that. That is wild. It's, I don't know. It's so weird. It's the weirdest thing. And it's also giving you an opportunity to do that, fan, to put in the fantastic instrumentals from Fargo season one on this, so good. on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Every time it comes on, I just, mm, violin. I know. It's yeah, so it's really good music. Okay, yeah. but what are we talking about here now? What's coming to FX now? What are we talking? Yeah, sorry. The, an alien prequel series. Oh. Noah Howley and Timothy Oliphant. That's interesting. Both interesting. Boy, oh boy. Yeah, it's interesting, but like, how many times <laughs> are we going to see the exact same? It's like, you talk about Stranger Things and how many times can we see these strange things? Alien follows the formula exactly to a T. He's like, got a point. Right? Face hug, chest bursts, big aliens, you know, morph, run around, yeah, yeah. alien goo. Right, some yeah. uh, Alien One, they it was so limited it's that they great. had to change genres for the second movie in this in this franchise. Yeah, right. It went from horror movie in space. They had to switch it to a big axe and shoot 'em up with tons and tons of aliens. And from there, it's just been flail. Honestly, yeah. this franchise. Yeah, you know, Prometheus had some moments, I suppose. Yes, Prometheus, I agree. Prometheus was good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wasn't there two prequels? Yeah, what was the other one? I only saw Prometheus. Like Alien Covenant or something? Alien Covenant. What am I thinking about? <laughs> yeah, two, like, I it don't was know. an Alien Covenant. <laughs> because was that, was that a, was that a, yeah. The the android David was in two movies, wasn't he? We're not yeah, I think it was that. Alien Covenant. There was an Alien Covenant. I remember That's... Alien Covenant. I don't think I watched it though. I think I did, but I don't know. And it was yes, good. And Alien was good, Covenant was a sequel to Prometheus. Yeah. That's so weird. I forgot all about Covenant. And no, it wasn't good. 
It wasn't good. No, I don't think it was, it good. was good. Prometheus is not bad. Alien Covenant Prome- kind of just a bunch of shit. Yeah. yeah, Prometheus was a beautiful movie. I mean, Ridley Scott, though. Well, mind you, no. Covenant was Ridley Scott, too, so never mind. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Interesting. Which is, I think Prometheus has the one, the old man, right? Um, yep. Like the founder of the uh, corporation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who played him, too? Mm-hmm. It was like the a cave. Bunch. Yeah, and they go in the cave, and they think he's going to, like, if they find the secret of where humanity comes from, it'll cure him of his old age, but instead he just, like, smushes his head or something. Oh, Peter Wayland, Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce, yes. Yeah, yeah. And and who plays David? Well, it's Fast Fastbender. Fastbender. Of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. So yeah, I'm into it. All of So why more? Says Paul. <laughs> so why more? But you know, Oliphant's good. So we'll see how it goes. Hey everybody, remember that pandemic when none of us could go to the movies? Turning Red, Luca, and Soul will release in theaters next year because they never were. Those were pandemic releases on Disney Plus and never saw the big screen. So Soul will be January 12th, Turning Red February 9th, and Luca March 22nd. Tickets for all of these go on sale January 2nd. And this apparently is sort of the, the lead up and the hype train for Inside Out 2, which will be June 14th. Well, this is a weird choice. It's Why a bold are you going to the move, Pixar. to see these? Yeah, real bold move there. Let's see if it pay, pays off They're for, for you. They're for free. They're free on Disney+. Plus. Like, I feel yeah. like most people that would want to go to the theaters to have these would have Disney+. Plus. Yes. Yes. They're, you could watch them for free there. So, yeah. I don't know. Good, Good luck call. to you. I know. Pixar people. It, there's a reason why it doesn't go that direction. You don't mm-hmm. see this stuff in TV home first <laughs> and then go out to see it by yourself. <laughs> you know, like, it's just, yeah, it's an odd, really odd choice. Wish Thank you, Brian, though. for our new expanded method of doing coming soon and not just being trailers. Now we are on to Geek News Proper. Here's the actual headline from IGN. Disney CEO thinks the Marvels is underperforming because there weren't enough executives. No. <laughs> you know, oh my God, Bob Iger. <laughs> it's a Bob Iger. Here's the that, quote: "Quality that's an needs." Onion article, right? Yeah. Oh, yes, that, that's right. It reads like an Onion article. As Brian said, I think. Quality needs attention, says Bob Iger. It doesn't happen by accident. Quantity, in our case, diluted quality. There, there wasn't as much supervision on the set, so to speak, where we have executives that are really looking over what's being done day oh, after day after day. Brother. And this is why what he's blaming the poor performance oh, of the Marvels. Oh, my God. I hope this is just, like, careless words from him. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think so. careless words. I think he really believes it. I think he... I mean, obviously, the model by which they build these movies has a ton of executives, and they pay these guys a lot of money. So they must, especially right at the top, feel like they have value. Mm-hmm. And that they I don't add- know. Pay your workers. Kate is Kate is in the house just raging about this. <laughs> <laughs> Tell her to pull up a microphone and chime in then. Quit raging in the background. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I, it's, it's a... It, it, <laughs> What if, what, what <laughs> I if, believe that he believes this. Yeah, I think but, he actually thinks this is true because he's a high-paid executive as well. It's ridiculous. But what a like like when you read all the quotes and the way IGN put together that article that we're referencing right now, 
it, yeah. it's just so like it's so vain. It's just so like I'm the hero here, and it's just like no, read the. And room, it's also total man. just redirect of blame. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is redirect of blame. Oh, Chappelle, Bobby, did the buck this. stops with yeah. you. Now I'm back. Things are gonna go back to normal. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's, it's 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 very cringy. Um, and I and yeah, and that's when I was reading. I was like, is this just like, um, uh, you know, internet blog or something pulling pulling a line, to, uh, pulling a headline from, uh, you know, out of context? But then when you read that full, you know, that full quote. Now I'm just like, I hope he, you know, was just careless with his words. And, you know, it doesn't sound like that. He really does believe that more supervision from the execs would mean better products. So, And uh, a part of me hopes that, like, maybe this is his way of um, directing blame, but not to anyone who is actually involved in the movie itself. Instead, he's directing blame to... You know, imaginary people who weren't there. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And, 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 and kind of taking it on himself a little bit that oh, I should have assigned more executives. I should have assigned more people to be on the set there to keep things. Uh, but yeah, you're right. It does come across as being like the people who I do pay to creatively make movies don't know what the hell they're doing unless you get a bunch of, you know, high priced guys in suits also there guiding their hand. So it doesn't come across as well. I'm sorry. Why am I defending this? Yeah, I know. Yeah. It, it, but it's so <laughs> ridiculous and so careless that you almost want to jump in there and defend the ridiculous headline that we read, which would come from an onion article, but it's a real this is real. So it's almost it's unbelievable. So it really is unbelievable. It is. Yeah. I feel like in all of the defenses that I've seen for this movie about like why it's not doing blah blah blah. I haven't heard anybody be like it didn't do well because the actors and writer strike was on and they couldn't promote it. Like why is that not part of the conversation? Like That's not, what Kate said. I, I yeah. yeah, I'm not a big person that thinks that you need to promote a film but maybe this is a, that exact scenario like it didn't it didn't have the promotion tour they didn't do the red carpets they didn't they literally did nothing and so maybe that's why it didn't do well well yep certainly from the uh, perspective of the executives like Bob Iger I think if I'm him I don't want to draw attention to the fact that there was a big protracted writers and actors strike either because as soon as start, people start thinking about that again they're like and whose fault was that? Who is being selfish? Yeah. And oh, Bob Iger. It's Bob Iger's fault. Well, who decided? Yeah. Wasn't who, he the one that was like, we'll just wait till they starve and they come back? <laughs> yeah, he had another yeah, ridiculous quote during Was that it. Iger or was sure. that uh, Zazalab? Oh, one of them. They, they've been going. Iger, which I was. Yeah. They've been going back about. and forth. Yeah. They've been going back and forth with ridiculous comments <laughs> yeah. in the past mm-hmm. half year or so. Yeah. Well, we mentioned him before, Zack Snyder. Um, the uh, the headline on this article from the Hollywood Reporter is Zack Snyder's next cut, no capes allowed. I've also dropped in a reminder trailer to uh, remind you how amazing of a movie Rebel Moon looks like from the trailer. This will going this will be on Netflix, and it's a big uh, article about uh, no more superheroes in his movie. Well, not right now, anyways. But yeah, when is Rebel Moon supposed to be dropping? Good question. I don't know. <laughs> uh, December 22nd. I just, I still, and I've, I've railed on Zack Snyder so much in this podcast that I feel bad coming back to that well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, but I'm not railing on him. I think um, th- this article is actually quite, there was a lot of really interesting um, um, things that he says in there. 
I just don't. He's also very, 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 very rich. Yeah, I, but Snyder's I don't. Rich? I my, shot at his home, which is very rich. Yeah, uh. my issue was I I don't understand the fascination around Zack Snyder in Hollywood. Like any other director that has pulled the crap that he's pulled with mm-hmm. his movies in the past few years mm-hmm. would never see the light of day again. And here we are, like trying to write his redemption story before it even has happened. Uh, I don't what know. Crap it bothers did he me. What did, he, what did he pull? It was crap. Crappy movies. Uh, because he had good movies too, though. I feel like I feel absolutely like, right. Watchmen, like one. They talk about Watchmen a lot. No, on Dawn of the Dead, three hundred. Watchmen, Sucker Punch was a really good one. Okay, yeah. but then yeah, it goes into Man of Steel and Batman. Okay, well maybe Superman. that's my personal thing. Like I don't love those movies. They're fine. Why Watchmen was pretty good. I'll give him that. Watchmen's unbelievable. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is one of the lines from this article, actually. Christopher Nolan, your buddy Chris, Art, yeah, <laughs> I know, calls I know. Zack Snyder's Watchmen a film ahead of its time. It says if it would have been released post-Avengers, the idea of a superhero team, which it so brilliantly subverts, wasn't even a big thing yet in movies. See, now I actually find that, that th- the time that it was released – actually um, is a strong point, is a positive for Watchmen because, you know, when I first watched it, I wasn't already, number one, exhausted of superhero movies, but also didn't yes. have, you know, these the huge events that were all the Avengers movies already swimming around in my head. I was also purely- we had not had... S- we had not had too many Zack Snyder slow-mo movies, so it was it really stood out as kind of good. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's but, really, really good. But again, it. even my buddy Chris there jumping, like, what's the need to jump to this guy's rescue? It seems like everybody in Hollywood is ready to write his redemption story and is, like, pushing him up ever since his fall. It, it, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't get it. I think it's just people, you know, there's always going to be bla- bad press. P- People, there's going to be plenty, plenty to be said about how poorly the Justice League and Man of Steel were received. So I think this is just people like Christopher Nolan trying to be positive about the guy. That yeah. he, you know, don't forget this guy actually did make some really great movies. He had a real strong run. It's not surprising that they gave well, why Justice League. Well, why to can't him. we let him have something good? And then we can sing his praises after that happens. I, I, it feels like we're writing his redemption story before it even happens. See, I think, though, I think this Rebel Moon is something new and different and unique enough to possibly be yeah. his modern-day redemption. Yeah. And, and I hope that happens for him. Uh, sorry, when does it come out again? <laughs> December 22nd. Same as Aquaman. Oh, okay. I'll be watching Rebel Moon. Absolutely. Yeah. Was that on Netflix? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to borrow somebody's Netflix a password over Christmas. You can borrow mine, sure. You know what's a, a sad thing in this podcast is something going on with the settings there, and every time the bud uh, laughs, it cuts him off. Mm. Like oh a- shoot, sorry. Ho, 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 ho. It's it's not. I don't. <laughs> it, it's it's the pitch. Listen to this. Pitch. Ooh. Ooh, did that cut off the high end? A little bit. Yeah. So. So Bud's good laugh, all my great jokes. Just imagine that Bud's laugh track is behind all every single one of my jokes. I'll try and laugh an octave lower. <laughs> How's that? Uh, festive. Great. Um, <laughs> Marvel just made a seismic change to the origin of X-Men's Nightcrawler and Mystique. I didn't read this article. Kirsten, can you help me? <laughs> yeah. It's actually a really cool article about, like, um, I believe it was, like, Jack Kirby and what he really wanted to do with the characters. Mm. And at the time, Marvel was like, 
No, that's way too sexy. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> and it's basically um, that, yeah, Mystique shape changes into a man and has sex with, um, God, what's her name? Destiny. And they make a baby together. And so. Oh, my God. That's wild. And that was Jack Kirby's initial intent with Nightcrawler's origin story? Yes. Um, Just let me double check. Is it? Sorry. Oh, it's Chris Claremont. Sorry. It was Chris Claremont that wanted it that way. Wait, also, um, how biologically does that work? Well, Because she can, like, there's like a throwaway line about how she can change her, like, physiology not her I guess. dna but her, her physiology yeah okay. and so she can do okay. that and like oh, so it's like this long-standing story of where nightcrawler was supposed to come from and wow. they finally realized it in this um and revealed that yes there are two moms and she shapeshifted into a man Myst- and then they made a baby which mystique I is <laughs> his father that's a wild yes. i love that i think that's really cool yeah, I think it's cool too. Hmm. Mystique was played by uh, Jennifer Lawrence, right? Yeah, yeah, yes. and Rebecca Romaine from before that. Right. Yeah, yeah. So she, so when she shapeshifts, she gets all the uh, the scales, f- goo, and fluids. And Interesting. Yeah. All the fluids <laughs> confirmed. All the fluids. Yeah, apparently. So does that make yeah. sense to anybody? Does, right? Like it? Like I don't know. You. I don't know. When I'm it's watching, a mutation. Anything which is, is a possible. Mutant. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Think of all the other crazy superpowers. Why not? It's it's not out yeah. of this. Is it possible <laughs> to turn yourself into ice? Well, maybe it's just as possible to turn yourself into yeah. a man. Okay. 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 <laughs> I don't think. I don't think. I don't think you need to. Yeah. I don't think you need to draw the line on this one. Yeah. Well, I'm not trying to. It's just like it seems like a stretch to me. <laughs> but um, okay, if that's I, I, that, 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 that's what she could do, that's fine. <laughs> I, I just, and now the women have sperm. This is where we draw the line. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, like, um, so when she shapeshifts into. Oh, no. Here we go. Somebody else. Does she. Does she get their DNA? Like. I don't, I don't think she was shifting into a certain person, uh, an actual person. But that's what she does. She, though, that's, right? her pa- she yeah, that's her power. That's her power. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it has to yeah, be. So it has the, to be someone. In the comic, they explain that I guess somehow, uh, like she picks and chooses the parts of certain DNA to make it. I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, okay. They, they explain it in the comic in more detail. To to create That's the perfect so offspring. Wild. Okay. Well, which okay. turns out to be Nightcrawler. It's neat. Very cool. Yes. Super neat. Moving on. We have two pieces of listener mailbag to end the podcast with. This appears to be all that we have, unless Art has 17 things that he watched from Peachtree. Uh, one is from Zoner Ewan, and the subject line is hilariously Art's friend, Kevin. Hi, hi. I've looped back around to the start of the Geek Out podcast for like my fifth listen. That I'm is currently on episode. Wild. I that know, is isn't wild, it? Like, just Ewan. consider that unto itself. Yeah, wow. He's currently on episode 55, and he's wondering if Art needs a caboose now for something he said way back when. He's talking about Kevin Feige becoming chief creative officer for all of Marvel, and Art said that maybe Kevin Feige was spreading himself too thin, since he was supposed to save Star Wars, among other things. See a flash forward to now, 
Kevin Feige's Star Wars movie is dead. We've seen more Star Wars shows and movies. Uh, um, uh, one and a half phases more of the MCU. Was Art right about Feige spreading himself too thin? I or just, could the source be various problems elsewhere? I I'm, just <laughs> I just got that. Art's friend, Kevin. That's good. Feige. <laughs> 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 It's an un- it's an impossible thing to know for sure if Feige spreading himself too thin is what is leading to the downfall. It seems like or this uh, real lull, this real uh, low point in in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But Ewan does make a good point. So anything take- anything to take a caboose away from no, me? No, hey? no, 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 not at all, not at all. I, I just uh, I want to make sure we're being judicious about this. <laughs> so why don't we go around and uh, just we'll take a vote if we just yep. think this Art decides if he deserves a, a caboose. Art, I think I know what you're going to say. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Bud, choo choo. Oh, Kirsten. Mm, I feel like we could give him a caboose. Thank you. Well, I think that it's swings it. I think it's unanimous. Then let's. Well, I mean, if the choose, oh, sweet Paul, the choose have it. Okay, I think, I think Brian awesome. would agree as, as well, and I think we talked at a certain point. Oh, where, well, don't be putting words. In you got the yeah, no. <laughs> to, gracious <laughs> victory. Rebel. You just just got to try. You're going to revel in this because I think a few, <laughs> I think a few podcasts ago, I talked about how you know. Feige's probably at wit's end at this point trying to put together all these different sequels and everything. It's just too much. There's too much. And they've put out too much content, Disney+, Plus, all that stuff. So I think the proof is in the pudding here, guys. Well, he was so good in that ascendancy of Marvel, right? The golden child, you know, the guy who kept the whole, all the threads, all the war room together as it became this juggernaut of cinema. And then they were like, oh, you're great. Do also this. Do also this. Do also this. Do also this. And maybe, yeah, butter scraped over too much bread. Oh, for sure. I mean, look at, if you're going to, you know, look at the, the the success that Marvel was having in that time, you know, and the guy who's generally responsible for it all is wanting a Star Wars, you just be like, yeah, sure, you can have a Star Wars if you want to. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, whatever you want. Whatever you need. Yeah. Uh, and I remember when, whenever my friend Kevin there spoke in the past, <laughs> it was... You're like, oh, wow, like the Lord speaks, you know? Mm. Now when he says something, it's just like you roll your eyes kind of. At least uh, some of the quotes that I've read in the past little while, you know, everybody asking about the future of Marvel and some of the stuff he says, just like, Mm. okay, good luck with that, Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, Zoner Spenny passed along a GameStop video which compiles a bunch of what I would call advanced Easter eggs uh, from Pixar. Mm-hmm. So where, when they are making movies, they are future thinking ahead to their next movies. So the first example is a drawer that's opened up and there's a whole bunch of eyeballs. And this is from Toy Story 2 in 1999. Mm-hmm. What do we get in 2001? We get the monster who takes the handful of eyeballs, pops them onto his face and one falls off. And it just it's a huge series of these forward-looking Easter eggs. Um, the little girl, Boo, hands Kitty, uh, Sully, a Finding Nemo doll um, in Monsters, Inc. in 2001. Finding Nemo came out in 2003. Um, and it just, oh. it's hit after hit after hit oh, um, about these. And I, I think that's absolutely brilliant. And I love me an Easter egg. And I'm glad the GameStop compiled these. That is cute and nice. Because obviously, the studio would have been 
working on or putting together or in early stages of Finding Nemo, it sounds like, yes. as an example, yeah. while they were, you know, animating Monsters, Inc. And so, yeah, it really is a forward-looking Easter egg. Yeah, it's brilliant. That's phenomenal. Because they, they have backward-looking Easter eggs as well. All the time, sure. For their own but movies. those are the ones you expect. And these are ones that you can't, you can't predict until after the next movie comes out. Like, that's great. I love that. I respect the heck out of that. I just want to go. All right. Um, can we also, though, uh, you didn't do this one here, but last week we said to write into uh, podgeek slash gack. Pretty sure it was net. geek out at the zone.fm. I'm pretty sure that's what I said. If you wanted times. to chime in and uh, who are your most hated characters. Um, and so Ewan put a nice little list to us uh, together for us here. Number one, he wanted Art to talk about uh, Karen Page. Is that a, quite a hated oh, character? right. Yeah. What's, uh, Just, I loved Karen Page. She, what's the hate for Karen Page she was for? The, she was the worst journalist. <laughs> in what show was that? That was... Uh, Daredevil. Daredevil. Uh, okay. All right. Okay. Honestly, in terms of the journalism, sure. I I think of her more as a support character for Foggy and and. Uh, That's know, fair, so. but you know, some of the journalistic lines she was trying to hide behind, and uh, how she could just step in and say she was a journalist. I'm like, okay, come on, you got to do a little more than that, Karen. So yeah, I agree. I was not a huge fan of Karen. So uh, Ewan has a nice list here of uh, both uh, real people and um, uh, fictional characters from TV shows uh, that are hated. Uh, top of the real people list, Hitler! <laughs> oh, here we go. Okay, sure. Like I said, Hitler from the news. Starting off strong. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Second, and um, I I, this must be a distant second, but he's got Gordon Ramsay from various cooking TV shows. Oh. Oh, fascinating. Okay. All right. <laughs> you know what's a good point about that? Like, because mm -hmm. Gordon Ramsay has somehow he can be the villain and the hero in the same show, which mm. is, I mean, that's. It's pretty incredible of him. Not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Don Cherry from Hockey Night in Canada. He was hated even just for his hockey views before he said kind of like a half a racism there. Yeah, he yeah. was definitely yeah. canceled pretty quickly there. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, Jimmy Seville from the BBC show Top of the Pops, apparently one of Britain's worst pedophile offenders. <gasps> no yes. kidding. I had no idea. Yeah, Kirsten. Is that a Saville. Sa yeah, it's, it's Jimmy Saville, but yeah, yeah. It's Whoa. an awful, awful thing. And he, like, worked in, like, children's hospitals. Shoot. Like, oh, it's a gross, 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 oh, gross. Oh, dang. Yeah. Okay, terrible. Uh, Donald Trump. <laughs> uh, you may remember him from uh, also the news and... Uh, the he, news. The Apprentice as well. He had a little, he had a little game show as well. Ted, uh, Ted, Ted Bundy should be on that list. Oh, God. sure. Oh. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Are we just going to name serial killers? Like, I mean, you know, it's a... Something about yeah, Ted Bundy just, it just... He's the worst. <sighs> I'm not a fan of his work for sure. So, <laughs> oh my um, God, hated to t characters. This is what we're actually talking about here. Is uh, Ewan's got a list here of Logan from the Gilmore Girls? I'm not familiar, but he's included a YouTube of I guess Logan's greatest hits and how annoying they are. I have referenced Gilmore Girls before in this podcast, <laughs> but I do not remember Logan. Sorry. Oh, interesting. Not two broke girls. Okay, yeah, yeah keep going. Keep going. Any character from SpongeBob SquarePants? What? Oh, Sorry, what? Oh, you're treading a line over Paul right there. Yeah, I like SpongeBob. Uh, I'd hasten to say you love SpongeBob, Paul. I didn't know SpongeBob was controversial. I, yeah, so I don't know what the hate is for. It's like it's just mm. funny cartoon nonsense. Explain yourself. Ray from <laughs> Everybody Loves Raymond. Oh, 
Wait, Ray as in Raymond? As in the character? Yeah. Ray Romano? Interesting. Well, the character Ray from the show that Ray Romano played, which I guess was semi-autobiographical at some level. Sports. Oh, interesting. Sports writer. Was he a sports writer in that show? Yeah. Oh, interesting. But I thought people liked him. That's the point of the show. Anyways, most Family Guy characters. All right, so that's fair, Mm -hmm. Yoon, if you don't like Family Guy. Or Towley from South Park. I thought people liked Towley. Uh... I could do without Tally. Sure. Janice's laugh. Speci- <laughs> Sorry, I stepped on that. Go ahead, say it again, Kristen. Don't forget to bring a towel. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> specifically, specifically, Janice's laugh from the TV show Friends, and uh, then Chris Pine's version of Kirk from the Kelvin Tive line of Star Trek, and that we didn't include the rest of you, but you and I were back and forth all weekend long about. Uh, Captain Kirk and various iterations and Chris Pine and whether or not he's I'll good. I'll bet you were. Yeah, because yeah. I like Chris Pine. I think he does a fine job of Captain Kirk. I think he's quite good, actually. Yeah, I'm with you on that one, Paul. So, yeah. good good lists. Good lists. If anyone else wants to chime in on uh, who they hate, let's keep it to fictional characters. We don't need to be together. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're pretty unanimously agreed on real characters. I, I think that's There fair. was yeah. some conversation about Skylar White in the last podcast. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I wanted to get you to chime in on that. Skylar White. It kind of gets a bad rap, I feel like. People I didn't, hate on her, and she's like, she went through some shit. Yeah. The problem with Skylar White was she was, like, complicit, but also wasn't wasn't appreciative of what Walt was doing. Now, Walt was doing was horrible stuff, obviously. But <laughs> then she was complicit in it, and then she got all high and mighty. So her character just... It, she it's not you she's not likable at all and i think vince gilligan really knew that and he felt bad about it because the actor that played skyler white got a lot of crap from fans yeah which i don't care for at all yeah so um and he learned from that so if you watch uh better call saul the lead female character in the show kim wexler is like the complete opposite of skyler oh really and is incredible okay yeah is absolutely incredible and he he made comment of that about how he needed to do it differently. Yeah, it's very interesting if you compare Skylar White to, like, say, Carmela Soprano, right? Mm, yeah. Like, we talk about how Tony is awful, bad man from the start of that show. He's a terrible, terrible person. You're supposed to hate him, but you like him. And then no one really hated Carmela because Carmela really went along for the ride. She's, she, the, she's the secret weapon in that show. <laughs> absolutely. Whereas yeah. Skyler, you know, again, you get so caught up with cheering for Walt, even as he's doing the most horrific things. Yeah. That, you know, Skylar sticks up for herself or wrongs Walt. You're just like, well, and I'm mad at her now. And it's like, oh, boy, everybody, I think we're missing some points here. There was. There was some missed points on that. But, uh, Stringer Bell is another person that we should have put up on this list. Who's that? Uh, he played by Ildris Elba, The Wire. Okay. And he's one of the bad baddies there that you really do not like. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Geek out at thezone.fm. Kirsten James, where can we find you on the internet? Oh, at Kirsten.James, and I will be posting many vacation things. Excellent. That's how it works. Because I am unhinged and taking my 11-week-old baby to Mexico. So Holy frick. She's going to love it. Please join me. Godspeed to you. You make up for people like me, Kirsten. (laughs) You know? (laughs) 
Whereas, you know, I, I like watching other I legitimately like watching other people's travel things. Yes. So I just like to assume that I people do too. would like to watch mine. Yeah, yep. and I, I do. Please and I post do. all your travel things. I do mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I there's something about it when I like go to press sounds like nah. He art can take it, but he can't dish it out. Art Aronson, where can we find you on the internet except when you're on vacation? <laughs> <You> can't. <laughs> uh, yes, art at art Aronson sometimes. Polly? At Paul Bustino on uh, Instagram only, where you can find plenty of vacation stuff. That's mostly what I put as vacation stuff, actually. Um, that and the pets and art. That's another thing you can post way more of. Okay. Yes. L- we'll all chime in right now. You got a real yeah. good-looking cat. She's still cute. Let's, Let's see the cat. Get more of her. Yeah. All right. Okay. You know, I've also I've also heard that from other people. So yeah, I don't know. So listen, yeah. listen to us. Please. I know it's a. I don't your know. Your friends I go would to like therapy. to see more of your life. I got to yeah. go to therapy. Sometimes I, you know, there's times where you're just like, like, does anybody really care? We no. care. Art. Okay. We care. Yeah, all right. we all I'm hearing that now. Yeah. Art, like get it. Us. You have friends. Twitch.tv slash webmeister. Twitch.tv slash webmeister. Bud. It's been the Zones Geek Out podcast episode 268. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. The Geek Out Podcast is a production of The Zone at 91.3. The views expressed here are not necessarily those of this radio station. And really, some of those views are pretty stupid. I mean, come on. For more on-demand audio from The Zone, visit thezone.fm slash podcast or the on-demand tab of our app. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being a zoner.